Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, what have I told you from the start? All of these anti-Trump scandals, hoaxes, conspiracy theories, group efforts to dismantle any kind of effort the Trump administration puts forward, they are all related. They all know each other. The golden rule of the Dan Bongino show, I will expose to you today, I promise you, some more devastating connections between these interweaved Ukraine impeachment, Mueller, Spygate skills that are going to blow your mind. Some of them involve our old buddy George Soros, of course. Oh, he can't no, say that, no. God forbid. But ladies and gentlemen, as Joe and Paula know, the golden rule of this, whenever you're evaluating a new anti-Trump hoax or scandal, air quotes, Remember this, these people all know each other and they all have something to lose when Trump exposes it. We're going to get to that today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. I'm doing well and it's all connected, baby. It's all connected. Every single time. This one is good. I spent a lot of time working on this today, so everybody's got to bear with me. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at... Stamps.com. Listen, postage rates have gone up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com eases the pain with big discounts off post office retail rates. With Stamps.com, you can save five cents off every first class stamp. That adds up quick. And up to 40% off shipping rates. That adds up quicker. That kind of savings really, really adds up, especially for small businesses like ours here at Bongino Inc. Plus, Stamps.com is completely online, which saves you time. No more inconvenient trips to the post office. Got to find parking, wait on lines. No more. Stamps.com brings all the services of the post office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com's for you. Handles it all with ease. Simply use your computer, print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail's ready, hand it to the mail carrier, drop it off in a mailbox. It's really that simple. Stamps.com not only saves you time, saves you money too. You get discounted postage rates, which you can't even get at the post office. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. And there's no equipment to lease and no long-term commitments. This is is the easiest decision you'll ever make. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. Saves you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses use Stamps.com. Don't be at a competitive disadvantage to your business competitors who are probably already using Stamps.com. My listeners get a special offer right now. It includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Here's what you do. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Dan, D-A-N. Do it today. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter Dan for this special deal. Go check it out. All right, folks, let's go. All right. So I was turned on uh, this morning by various sources of mine. This one, actually not 279. It's always one of my best, but I've got a couple. I got my tentacles and everything in this case, and people send me stuff and feed me stuff all day. Yeah, I do. So uh, this one that I got this morning is pretty good. So as I said to you, these people involved in all of the anti-Trump hoaxes and conspiracies to take him down, whether it was the spying on the Trump team, Spygate, Mullergate, they all know each other and they all have something to lose. When you keep that in mind, all of this is going to make sense. So this morning I I got an email that was um, uh, fascinating from a a friend. And uh, 
I want to start by saying, do you guys remember, and ladies out there in the audience, during the impeachment uh, the hearings in the House on the House side, we now have the trial on the Senate side, as you know, but the impeachment hearings on the House side. Yeah. The run by the Democrats, because the Democrats are in charge of the House, uh, the, they have the majority. That one of the witnesses they called who was like, man, there was this big pressure campaign by Trump and the Ukrainians to produce this information and investigations on Biden. And the Trump team wouldn't give up military aid if they didn't produce that information. That's what the alleged quid pro quo something for something Mm was. Well, one of their witnesses in this fake pressure campaign, because the Ukrainians have already said there was no pressure campaign. It didn't exist. It's a hoax. Just like collusion. The Russian. It's a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. It's a hoax. But one of the Democrats' main witnesses, this guy who came up there and he's like, I got the goods, man, on this pressure campaign, was this guy David Holmes. Check out this Washington Post piece here we can see. Remember Holmes? Holmes. Homie. Yeah. (laughs) So here's an article (laughs) by Philip Bump, November 2019. David Holmes made clear how pressure was applied to Ukraine. Time out. Keep that up a second. The Ukrainians have said the opposite, yeah. but David Holmes knows yeah, better. Do that. <laughs> so Holmes made clear how pressure was applied to Ukraine and how that pressure continues. Amazingly, the Ukrainians don't feel the pressure, but Holmes knows. Holmes. Nice job, Holmes. Well, again, what's the operating thesis of the Dan Bongino show for the last few months? All of these people and all of these scandals know each other. And they all have something to lose when Trump exposes them. So, Joe, what is the, let's say, battle plan for them is to create crisis upon crisis, scandal upon scandal, hoax upon hoax until what happens, Joe? Until Donald J. Trump is removed from office, impeached, or the political damage is so much that he's not reelected. Does everybody understand that? You please listen to me. Horse blinders on straight ahead. This will never stop because there's too much to lose. Now you say, Holmes, hey, Holmes, what is Holmes? Who does Holmes know and who is he connected to? You just said the impeachment hoax that Holmes was involved in saying the pressure campaign's real against Ukrainians, despite the Ukrainians saying otherwise, and the aid being delivered that he said was conditional. It was already delivered. Who was Holmes related to? on the Spygate hoax and the collusion hoax. They all know each other. This is crazy, Joe. Get ready. Oh, no. Again, we're into crazy time now. Okay. The last few <laughs> weeks have been constant crazy time every day. I got this email this morning due to a FOIA request by the Citizens United, a great group run by Dave Bossy. And uh, here's a photo of some emails they got from this woman at the State Department. This name is going to sound very familiar. And a Stephanie, what's her last name? Put up this email. I'm forgetting the last name. Oh, Stephanie Holmes. Crazy. Oh, cra- crazy. I don't know how this that happened. Is crazy. Stephanie Holmes. <laughs> oh. Who is that? Well, that just happens to be the wife of our buddy David Holmes. You know, Holmes. <laughs> how about that? David yeah. Holmes. Who, how, how about yeah, how that? About who that? alleges a pressure campaign <laughs> against the Ukrainians <laughs> that the Ukrainians themselves said didn't exist. Now, keep this email up for a moment. Here's an email the Citizens United got. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is stunning. I want Holmes back and I want to talk to Holmes. Stat, you want witnesses? Let's get Holmes. Come on, Holmes. Yeah, man. Let's see you, buddy. So this is an email from Kathleen Kavalek to Stephanie Holmes talking about the Russian collusion thing. The Russians are trying to influence the election, saying, hey, this is really worth reading. 
Stephanie Holmes is David Holmes' wife. It's interesting because Kathleen Kavalek is the State Department official who did what? You remember the names, folks, know exactly what she did. Yes, she interviewed Christopher Steele. Yes. Yes, the the supposed, air quotes, author of the Steele dossier, which was used to spy on Trump. Right. So, I, come on, this, this can't possibly be that a State Department official working for John Kerry's State Department who's being pressured by a Ukrainian gas company and hires Joe Biden's kid and a former associate of John Kerry. John Kerry's State Department, this official Cavalex interviewing Steele, Christopher Steele, who supposedly authored the dossier. She's taking notes, passing them to the FBI, to Stephen Laycock at the FBI, mm-hmm. while simultaneously emailing a National Security Council member, Stephanie Holmes, who is the wife of David Holmes, who during the Ukraine hoax impeachment scandal is the one alleging a pressure campaign against the Ukrainians that the Ukrainians said doesn't exist. It's crazy. This is just I, I, crazy. This is just nuts. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, Oof. crazy. How is it? The Democrats <laughs> and the media don't care about any of this. No. Of course, if you're not watching this show, all of this has gone over your head. What's the? You don't even need to know or understand. Listen, I've written two books on this. This is my life. You all are very busy. You have jobs. You get dirt under your fingernails. You've got kids to raise. I understand. You don't have to understand every intricate connection I just made. All you have to understand is what I'm telling you the umbrella takeaway from this is. If you want to rewind it, you can listen to it again and understand how it all went down. These people all know each other. Their battle plan is simple. Allegedly colluded with the Russians. That didn't work. Get Mueller. That didn't work. Alleged Russian collusion again. That didn't work. Alleged Ukrainian collusion. That didn't work. Alleged Ukrainian quid pro quo. That didn't work. Nothing. This will never stop. These people all know each other. The lady in the State Department who interviews Christopher Steele 10 days before they use the FBI uses Steele's information to get a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. The same State Department officials communicating with the wife of one of the primary Democrat witnesses in the fake Ukraine quid pro quo. Paula, you getting this? Is this making sense? Oh, man. I got to alternate my audience sure. referees sometimes sure. just to be because yeah. Joe gets the news all the time. Right. So he may not sometimes be a fair audience referee right. because he may know too much. It goes on. Mm hmm. Not only is Stephanie Holmes the recipient of a State Department email from Kathleen Kavalek, conveniently working in the John Kerry, Hillary Clinton State Department, where they're deeply embedded in Ukraine because people who are associated with them are working for a natural gas company that hired Barack Obama's vice president's son. They're also emailing about Mike Flynn. Oh, oh, come on. That can't be the Flynn scandals in this too. Ladies and gentlemen, no one's disputing the authenticity of these emails. Nobody. It's a conspiracy theory. Really? Really? Then how come Kathleen Kavalek again had tipped Citizens United? How come Kavalek is emailing? There we go. Stephanie Holmes. Wife of David Holmes. 
emailing articles about how National Security National Security Advisor Mike Flynn discussed sanctions with Russian ambassador despite denials. Why is Kathleen Kavalek emailing Stephanie Holmes on the National Security Council about this? Wife of David Holmes, who apparently fabricated pressure a pressure charge against the Ukrainians on a quid pro quo the Ukrainians won't even attest to. Why? How do they know each other? We know how David Holmes and Stephanie Holmes know each other. They happen to be married. But why is Kavalek doing that? What, what's, the, what's the, I don't understand. Why is she so interested in Mike Flynn on these fake charges? Hmm. Oh, it goes on. There's another email here. More about Russia. Kathleen Kavalek again. Emailing Stephanie Holmes. Fascinated by this breaking news about Trump's phone calls with Russia, as, as Tucker Carlson always says. <laughs> oh, dude. Folks, please keep this in mind. <clears throat> These people all know each other. They are involved in all of these hoaxes because once what they did is exposed, they're all going to be historical stains on this country and they know it. I don't know what's going to happen with literal justice, handcuffs or charges. I don't know. But I've told you before, we should pursue that vigorously. If laws were broken, people need to go to jail. But I'm telling you, as someone who worked in D.C. for a long time, sat there on a number of political campaigns, there is nothing these people care about more than their legacy. Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, these people all thought they were on the right side of history. We're going to nail this Trump character to the wall, yeah. even if we have to make up fake charges against him. Now what they did is being exposed and they are sitting in corners crying with dunce caps on, desperate to make this go away. And they know if they can impeach Trump, the political pressure to investigate them will go with it. Remember, the theme of today's show, more stunning connections. They all know each other. Now, here's where this gets fascinating. So that first segment, now we know Kerry Clinton State Department emailing NSC woman, who is the wife of the guy who was Adam Schiff's, one of Adam Schiff's main witnesses alleging a quid pro quo that never happened. Also, same State Department woman who interviewed Christopher Steele, hired by Hillary Clinton to produce the fake dossier used to spy on Trump. That was like the infinity sign mm -hmm. for you calculus folks out there. Differential equations. I, I never, Paula was great at calculus. Pre-calc, my thing. She hated pre-calc. I loved it. Calculus, her thing. Pre-calc, my thing. Calculus, eh, not so much. Godfred Leibniz, was that the guy? You cursed me, brother. <laughs> Some of you get that. Okay, part two. Nah. The deuce. Part two of how all these people know each other and they're going to keep trotting out scandal after scandal after scandal. So ladies and gentlemen, clearly, as I discussed on yesterday's show, which please you must listen to, the Ukraine quid pro quo was tried before in 2018. Yesterday, I showed you a New York Times article alleging a Ukrainian quid pro quo by the Trump team. 
dump the uh, Paul Manafort investigation, Ukraine, or we're not going to give you Javelin missiles. Another hoax that happened in 2018. But as Hat Tip 279 thinks, and I happen to agree, that may have been a test run for another Ukrainian quid pro quo scandal, which we're living through right now, the impeachment hoax. Investigations on Biden or no military aid. Why Ukraine? Just, well, ladies and gentlemen, for the exact same, in other words, why are the Democrats, I told you they're trotting out plan after plan after plan, hoax after hoax after hoax. Right. These hoax are not, these hoaxes are not picked randomly. Why not a Nigerian scandal? Why not a Lithuanian collusion scandal? Because ladies and gentlemen, the, Demo- the Democrats are trotting out these fake hoaxes because these fake hoaxes are covering up their malfeasance. They all know each other and they all have something to hide. Hillary Clinton's involvement with Russia, the Skolkovo project in Russia, where they stole our military technology. Hillary Clinton promoted that. Hillary Clinton's paying of a foreign spy who allegedly used Russian sources to interfere in a campaign. All the Obama administration's reset and bootlicking of the Russians. They don't want any of that to come out. So what do you do? You allege Trump colluded with the Russians. The Ukrainian quid pro quo scandals and the test run in 2018 and the impeachment hoax we're living through now is nothing more than an effort to hide election interference between key Ukrainians, Fusion GPS, and the Obama administration's blind eye to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's kid, scandalous appointment to a natural gas company for a million dollar deal while Biden was the appointment. That's why. This is not random. Now, as I told you yesterday, this Lev Parnas, a former associate of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who was looking into some Ukrainian corruption using his legal skills and investigative skills. Giuliani had known this guy, Lev Parnas, and this other guy, Igor Fruman. Yesterday I said Fruman. I meant Fruman. I'm sorry. These guys, Igor Fruman, ladies and gentlemen, how early... Did Igor Fruman and Lev Parnas become targets of the left? No, 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 hmm. no. Hmm. I kind of hinted at this a little bit yesterday, but I want to hat tip Tracy Beans. I'll have her article today. Uh, it's at Uncovered DC up on my show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe. Read this article. It's very good. It's short and sweet. It's on my show notes today. How early was Parnas and Froman targeted? Why does this matter? You see where I'm going with this? The left finds out. The left knows they have to cover up their involvement with Ukraine in the 2016 election. They understand that. They also know they have to cover up Joe Biden and Joe Biden's kid and their corruption in Ukraine. Why? Because Joe Biden's going to run for president. They don't want to damage him. And they don't want the Obama administration, which is going to be beatified soon, uh, to turn into the scandalous administration in the media it really was. So they need to make the Ukraine scandal about Republicans. Step one. Step two, they find out Rudy Giuliani is over there uncovering devastating collusion between key Ukrainian figures, U.S. diplomats in Ukraine, and the Obama administration to interfere in the 2016 election. I'll get to that in a second. Step three, they find out that this guy Lev Parnas and this other guy, Fruman, Igor Fruman, 
are dealing with Giuliani and potentially feeding him information. Joe, what do you think the left does? Hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Antenna go up on the left and go, well, what do we have to do? Well, of course, we have to character assassinate and target this guy, Parnas and Fruman, to stop Giuliani from looking into what happened in Ukraine. It's really just that simple. So let's get to part two of the show today, which is even more fascinating. Again, hat tip, Tracy Beans. So the group that originally filed the complaint against Fruman and Parnas, again, associates of Giuliani that had bullseyes on their back the minute they started looking at what the Democrats did in Ukraine. There's a group that filed a complaint with the Southern District of New York Department of Justice that started this whole thing. Matter of fact, if you go to the website, the Campaign Legal Center or whatever it is, you can even see they're bragging about this. Look at this, October of 2019. The CLC, (laughs) whatever, Campaign Legal Center, complaint results in arrest of two Ukrainian-American Trump donors connected to Giuliani. They're like, look what we did. Send us some money. So now we know that the CLC, the ones that started this, that said, you better go get that guy Parnas and Fruman. They're working with Giuliani. We can't have that. You may find some stuff over there. This is... This can't be. It can't possibly be, Joe, that one of the CLC's bigger donors would be the Open Society Foundation's George Soros's group. Oh. That can't possibly be. Well, of course it is, because if you're of watching the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, this is from their website. They're not the only donor. There are many. This is a screenshot. There are more than four. I just took a screenshot in the interest of space. But you'll see that is a picture of my iPhone. Campaign legal. .org. This is their website. You go to their donor page, and there it is. Open Society Foundations. Crazy. Mm. Just nuts how a George Soros group heavily involved in the whole Ukraine scandal is a donor to a group that initiates the, the uh, legal action against associates of Giuliani who wind up being prosecuted by the Southern District and then flip on Donald Trump. How does this Crazy, happen? man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Joe. I just don't know. Now, what's odd about that is if we look at the date on that complaint, you'll see it's July 25th, 2018. Right. My question to you is, if the recordings, remember, they were taking their phones, Parnas and Fruman, and recording the president. Why would you do that? Well, you'd probably do it because you were working for someone and you wanted to produce evidence of a Ukrainian collusion quid pro quo scandal if it doesn't exist. But if those recordings were made April 30th of 2018, but the complaint wasn't filed till July 25th of 2018, how early were Fruman, uh, Froman and uh, Parnas targeted? In other words, Joe. Yeah. Was there an effort by people connected to Soros or others in the Ukraine, other Obama loyalists? Was there an effort to stop this investigation Giuliani and Fruman and Parnas were involved in and an effort to pressure them? Hmm. Did Parnas and Fruman say, yeah, no, no, we're we're good. We're going to do our thing with Giuliani. And then did somebody say, "Okay, let's go to plan B, Joe. What's plan B? Let's drop a lawsuit. Let's drop legal action against them using the Southern District of New York by Uh a group conveniently funded by Soros. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking these questions. How conveniently right in this time frame 
They're investigating with Giuliani, partisan Fruman, that is. They're investigating uh, what's going on here in Ukraine. All of a sudden, this pressure campaign starts. My guess is they warned them and said, you're going to work for us now. Turn over whatever you got. Hmm. Maybe they were using the recordings as leverage because they knew something was coming down the pipeline later. Timeline fits. If the glove fits, you must acquit. Remember Johnny Cox? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, if it doesn't fit. I always get, why do I, why do no. I always get this stuff? Doesn't fit, yeah. Why? Why, Bongino? The pop culture stuff. Okay. This gets even better. So a George Soros-funded group is funding the CLC that pushes this legal action against two Giuliani associates conveniently around the time they have these recordings of Donald Trump. Well, what would Soros' group have to do with any of this? Let's go back to John Solomon's wonderful piece. This guy's been absolutely terrific, which again, I'll have in the show notes today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Let's go back to this John Solomon piece. It's from a little while ago, but it's worth reading again today. U.S. Embassy pressed Ukraine to drop probe of George Soros during 2016 election. Oh, man, that can't be. How does this work? There's no way that's true. Unfortunately, it is. So what's the allegation there? Keep the headline in mind. Infinity sign. They all know each other. And they all have something to hide. Who was another witness for Adam Schiff? In addition to Holmes, who was another witness for Adam Schiff in the impeachment hearings on the House side? Not only David Holmes, who alleged a pressure campaign that didn't exist, whose wife was dealing with the State Department while they were dealing with Hillary Clinton's Christopher Steele guy. Another witness was our former ambassador, Marie Yovanovitch, our former ambassador to Ukraine, who's been turned into St. Marie Yovanovitch by the left. Now, if you dig deeper into that piece, and then you can read it, John Solomon's piece, I don't have time to go into all of it today, you'll find out that there were allegations made by a Ukrainian prosecutor that Marie Yovanovitch's U.S. embassy in Ukraine was pressuring the Ukrainians to drop an investigation into a group called Ant-AC. Right. Antac. Remember that, yeah. Now, come on, who funded that group? This, I don't uh, even want to put, because we're going to get like, Volcanic head explosions like I used to have on the news explosion segment on Fridays with Tucker. Used to. Does it start with a G? (laughs) No way. No way. A George Antac is funded by George Soros' Open Society Foundations. The same group that funded the CLC, that funded the action against Giuliani Associates looking into malfeasance in Ukraine. Son of a gun. This is crazy talk. We're all nuts, Joe. We're all, it's all a conspiracy theory. We're all crazy. (sighs) Oh, oh, it gets bad. I'm not even done. This is like an infomer. Wait, there's more. We need Fritz. Let me tie this all together for you. George Soros' Ant AC funded group in Ukraine. 
A Ukrainian prosecutor has told John Solomon repeatedly, it's not been debunked like the left says. They just make that up because they're idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. A Ukrainian said the Ukrainian embassy, US, uh, the U.S. embassy in Ukraine, forgive me, was pressuring the Ukrainians to stop an investigation into liberal mega donor George Soros's funded group, AntAC. That group was also funding, again, in an effort, I believe, to make this all go away, an effort to get two Giuliani associates looking into Ukrainian malfeasance in the Obama administration prosecuted. They're bragging about it, folks. They're not even hiding this nonsense. Ukraine gate, whistleblower gate, spy gate, Mueller gate. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all connected. Now, for those of you who are regular listeners to my show, you know the Soros angle of this gets even uglier. The Soros Ant AC group in Ukraine, Antac, that our Obama embassy and Marie Ivanovich allegedly said, don't prosecute them, Ukrainians, leave them alone. Leave, leave our mega donor alone, George Soros. Leave him alone. Also conveniently hired an FBI official by the name of Karen Greenway to work on their board after she retired from the FBI and was working with them while she was there. But that's a whole other story. And they all know each other, folks. Conveniently, Aunt AC, which was on that do not prosecute list, hmm. was looking into a guy by the name of Dmitry Firtash. They said, hey, man, we need to really look at this guy for corruption, who was conveniently also a target of Glenn Simpson, who runs Fusion GPS, who, when he was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, wrote a piece targeting Dmitry Firtash. That can't be. So Soros's group doesn't like Firtash and Hillary Clinton's op-ed outfit, Fusion GPS run by Simpson, doesn't like Firtash either? No. It's a coincidence. Hmm. It's not like they had aligned goals or anything. Uh, don't worry, media people. My elbows don't work, of course, so I can't even plug my own ears, but I can reach my eyes. They seriously don't. Gotta, like, bend them. <laughs> don't worry, media folks. None of this is even mildly suspicious that all of these people seem to know each other and have the exact same goal. Hide what we did in Ukraine and Russia. And alleged Trump did it. Oh, but it gets better. Yes, yes, it gets even better. How can that be? Because it does. Not only is Glenn Simpson's group targeting Dmitry Firtash, a business rival of George Soros in Ukraine, who Soros's group wants targeted, while Soros's group is being investigated, Antec itself, and the U.S. is putting pressure on Ukrainians not to look into Soros's group. Soros's group opened society foundations, which funded this action to get the Rudy Giuliani's associates prosecuted, right. was also funding the Democracy Integrity Project, which after the election and after the Steele dossier had been debunked, was run by a guy named Dan Jones, who was a former staffer for Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat, who is now still working to try to take down the Trump campaign through the Democracy Integrity Project while resurrecting fake Russian collusion charges. Again, you know they're still doing this. 
Hmm. And that group is also funded by Soros' money. Can't talk about that. It's all conspiracy theories. Please, please, I'm begging you. Independent fact checkers and people with a brain. Notably, I'm leaving out journalists because they have none of what I just said. None of those qualities. Fact check all of this. You will find out all of it is true. You can speculate on motives. Fair. I'm simply suggesting to you, if you were to replace any of the Democrats or Obama loyalists involved in this scandal, Yovanovitch, Holmes, Glenn Simpson, Christopher Steele, Kathleen Kavalek, with conservatives, this would be the front page story on a newspaper every day for the rest of our lives. How is it that all of these people involved in this scandal know each other, are married to each other, are working with each other, or are taking money from each other? How is that? That doesn't disturb you even a little bit? It gets better. Oh, yeah, it gets better. Let me take a quick break for the sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at LifeLock. Listen, I was a victim of identity theft. True story. Not messing around with you. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. They went out with my Amex card and they bought a bunch of real estate program. I'm not kidding. I was on the phone with them. I lived in Maryland at the time for months. I hadn't even met Joe yet. It was a disaster. I hated it. I have not gone without the protections of LifeLock since. I was a client before they even became a sponsor. But I just added my family because they'll steal your kid's identity too, which is horrible. Every two seconds, there's a victim of identity theft. That's a lot, which means a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, damaging your reputation, damaging and destroying the good credit you've worked for so hard to build. Can you imagine that? Trying to get a car loan, you find out somebody wrecked your credit. Oh, Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. It's not enough. Good thing there's LifeLock identity theft protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect and alert you to a wide range of potential identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if you do have an issue involving identity theft, one of, LifeLock, one of LifeLock's identity restoration specialists will work with you to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses at all times. But with LifeLock, you get identity theft protection to help you protect your devices against cyber threats for up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. They are terrific. I just got a text and a voicemail from them the other day. Our credit was checked for a loan Paul and I were looking at. Right away, LifeLock was on it. Is this you? Kind of one of those calls where your credit was checked. Let her know. It was me. Said to Paula, we check our credit? She said, yes. You need that kind of protection. LifeLock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for 25% off. Go today. Do not go without this protection. Okay. So I've just showed you in the... 30 plus minute segment in the beginning of the show, how all of these people trotting out these scandals designed to deflect from Democrat scandals, first Russian collusion, now Ukraine, they all know each other. They're all taking money from each other. They're married to each other. They've been meeting with each other. It's a complicated show, but it is a critically important one you need to share. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you 
how part two of what I said, remember part one, they all know each other and they all have something to hide. Part two of it, what I was suggesting to you is that the reason they're picking these specific anti-Trump scandals is not by chance. They picked Russia because the Democrats have a problem with Russia. Mm -hmm. The Skolkovo Project, Hillary Clinton, they picked Ukraine because of the Biden scandal in Ukraine and Ukrainian efforts to work with Democrats and Soros and others to interfere in the 2016 election. So they figure if they just accuse Trump of it, it'll all go away. Check. So the second part of this is how the scandals are all tied together too. It's all the same people. Russia, that didn't work. Ukraine, let's try that. So- here is a segment from Laura Ingram's show. I have two videos for you from the show. One's about a minute 30. One's about a minute. These are critical. Let me lay out what you're about to hear. Would you? Well, of course you wouldn't because I just prepped you for it. But would you find it odd that the fake whistleblower at the center of the Ukraine hoax, Trump's colluding with Ukraine, a quid pro quo, that the same fake whistleblower tried to blow the whistle before on another fake charge that Trump was colluding with the Russians, Joda. What? Get the FBI to fire Jim Comey. (sighs) Yes, it's the same. Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. guy. Remember Bill Clinton when he's golfing? Same guy. Same Same guy. guy. Old joke. For those of you who listened for a long time. (laughs) Would you be shocked to find that out? Of course you wouldn't. Here's two segments from the Laura Ingram show. Play cut one first, where the great Lee Smith and Sarah Carter are with Laura Ingram, two great investigators, and they lay this out that, oh my gosh, there's a footnote in the Mueller report where the same fake whistleblower alleges another fake collusion charge between the Russians that's been debunked. This is just nutty time now. Check this out. Sources tell the Ingram angle that congressional investigators are asking the White House for a May 2017 email from the same alleged whistleblower. Sources say that this email may show that the person who kicked off the impeachment sham previously manufactured evidence against President Trump. And a footnote in the Mueller report tells the story. Joining me now is Lee Smith, investigative journalist, author of The Plot Against the President and Sarah Carter host of the Sarah Carter podcast and Fox News contributor. Lee, explain in simple terms tonight what this email could mean about the motives of this supposed whistleblower. Right. Uh, What this email is, it appears in the Mueller report. It's cited in the Mueller report. Uh, The Mueller report uses this email to insinuate that Donald Trump fired James Comey at the behest of the Russians. Shortly after this, uh, shortly after the date of this email, then acting director Andrew McCabe opens up an investigation of Donald Trump, wondering if he is uh, acting at, beh- at the behest of the Russians. What this looks like is, is that the, uh, the person known as the whistleblower appears to have a habit of trying to set up the president in different intelligence operations, first with the counterintelligence investigation 2017, and now with impeachment. Can't be. No. No, the liberal media hacks, Don Lamont and all these others out there told us this is all a conspiracy theory. George Costanza, the dumbest guy in media, Brian Stelter, of course. Tater. They all told us this is all Chuck Todd, the second dumbest guy in media. By the way, my buddy, um, uh, you know who you are. Hollywood guy. I'm not going to say your name because I don't like to disclose DMs, but he's a good dude. 
Mm. What a few conservatives out there. He said to me yesterday, now with Don Lemon, you're going to have to revise your dumbest people in media chart. I don't know. Don Lemon's, I think he's either three or four. He's definitely hasn't taken over Stelter or Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd's always creeping on number one. But this can't be, Joe, that this, this same fake whistleblower who alleged the quid pro quo we yeah. know didn't happen because we read the transcript of the Trump call is the same fake whistleblower who sent an email suggesting that Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians. We already covered this on my show months right. ago, but it's relevant again now because of all this Parnas stuff and all this Ukraine stuff. He's the same fake whistleblower cited in the, muscle, uh, in the Mueller report hmm. where he alleges that they may have been colluding the Trump administration with the Russians to fire Comey, a totally discredited, debunked, nonsensical, not a scintilla of truth conspiracy theory that has been shredded by every sane person. Huh. And then we find out, shocker, according to Lee Smith, which you heard there, that that, that email from the fake whistleblower may have been used by Andy McCabe, deputy director of the FBI, whose right, wife was running as a Democrat and was funded by Hillary Clinton Associates. We find that Andy McCabe then used that information to then open another investigation into Trump on Russian collusion based on the fake whistleblower's fake charge about Russian collusion with the Russians to fire Comey? Hmm. Can't be! Quite vexing. Yeah. Totally vexing. (laughs) Vexing. Totally. I'm confused. It would (laughs) seem like all of these people, fake whistleblower guy, FBI guy, State Department guy, Soros Group guy, Dan Jones guy, Glenn Simpson guy, that they all know each other. And they're trotting out scandal after scandal in an effort to set up Trump and get him removed. No, no. Yes. Here's part two, where we find out not only did the fake whistleblower in the Ukraine hoax about the phone call where he alleges a quid pro quo that didn't happen because we read the transcript, send this email about Comey and the FBI and Trump firing him because he was working with the Russians. Now we find out, as I discussed last week, using Ingram segment as well, hat tip to her, that the fake whistleblower may have also escorted people into the White House in January of 2016. Right, right, right. And who were these people? Ukrainians who had knowledge about Hunter Biden and his shady Burisma deal in Ukraine while his dad was the vice president? What were they doing in the White House in January of 2016? That can't be, Joe. We've been told the Obama administration didn't know anything about it. Burisma and Hunter and the big money. That's not even possible, right? Of course it is. Check out part two of the Ingram segment. Well, but he also, as we pointed out, Sarah, he set up that meeting in January of 2016 in the Obama administration with Ukrainian prosecutors and Obama White House officials. He signed them all in. And it was about Biden corruption Burisma. So it's obvious. Three times he's involved. Three times he's involved. And it's obvious that they all knew what was going on, that they were all concerned enough that they held a meeting in a White House about Hunter Biden and his connection to Burisma, the corruption that was going on in Ukraine. And now what we know, based on what we can see, actual tangible evidence, is that there's a strong possibility that he, and I don't want to call him a whistleblower anymore, because this is a deep stater, right? This is somebody that is anti-Trump, somebody that appears to be targeting Trump, which is why it has to be investigated. No one's knocking at your door. That's me. So now we find out that the fake whistleblower was involved in fake Russian collusion 
was deeply involved in the Ukrainian Biden, Ukrainian collusion with the Obama administration to interfere the election thing. And we find out that the fake whistleblower initiated the fake complaint about a fake quid pro quo between Donald Trump and the Ukrainian president. Now do you understand why sleazeball Adam Schiff, sleazeball, grotesque sleazeball, liar, collusion hoaxer Adam Schiff, desperately wants to keep the identity of the fake whistleblower secret? Now do you understand why Adam Schiff is desperate to keep him from testifying? Folks, now do you understand why, as I covered in yesterday's show, the intelligence community inspector general that received the complaint from the fake whistleblower who's apparently been involved in a lot of attempted setups of the Trump administration. Now do you understand why Atkinson's under oath testimony about how he received the complaint is being hidden by Adam Schiff and who else the whistleblower may have spoken to? Now do you understand why National Security Council officials where the fake whistleblower involved in multiple setups of the Trump team went to work for Adam Schiff in August from the National Security Council the same month the fake whistleblower complaint was filed? I'm really sorry to you mainstream media losers who are seriously three years behind these stories. But if you're not listening to this show, hearing this good kind of comment, this solid commentary on Fox, and reading the work of the investigative journalists out there on Twitter and elsewhere, you have missed the scandal of the century. They all know each other, folks. Every single one of them. Unreal. Now, another piece in the show notes. Again, available at Bongino.com. Please subscribe to the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Um, I, I, listen, I, I, we're not going to spam your email box. I just want you to read this stuff because it's important. Um, if not, go direct. You don't have to like ent enter through our website. It's not like some portal or anything. But these are really important articles. I just like to make it convenient for you. That's why we put together the newsletter. Margot Cleveland has an excellent piece at The Federalist. A totally worth it. It's a little long, but worth your time. It's from this week. Headline, Margot Cleveland, The Federalist. IG report proves Obama administration spied on Trump campaign big time. Remember what we're talking about on the show today. All of these people involved in the anti-Trump hoaxes know each other and they all have to hide their role in it. So they are trotting out scandal after scandal after scandal in an effort to desperately get rid of Trump before he gets rid of them. It's right. the same people over and over. Well, Margot Cleveland who did a very deep dive. Some of this may be a bit regurgitated from, but it's important now because I want you to, what I want you to understand now mm -hmm. is why the same people are trotting out scandal after scandal, because this is what they have to hide. The biggest political spying scandal in U.S. history. And Margot Cleveland dug through the IG report and came up with footnotes and redacted footnotes that seem to tell a really atrocious story that the media will have you believe doesn't exist. 
The media has downplayed the significance of the IG report from day one. We've exposed nugget after nugget in it over and over. But there's some footnotes in there that are still redacted. And by the way, Chuck Grasley is all over this. Apparently, some of the redactions in the IG report that cover the spying scandal, Mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing from folks, are devastating. And paint a very different story than the media narrative that, oh, the IG report wasn't a big deal. There really wasn't any spot. Really? Let's go to takeaway number one from Margot Cleveland's piece. This is long, but I'm just going to read some of it. She talks about how the IG report by Horowitz added that, quote, based on our review of the Woods file and communications between the FBI, we identified a few emails between Page and members of the uh, Donald J. Trump for president campaign concerning campaign related matters. That can't be, Joe. How is that possible? How did DIG, keep that up a second. How did DIG report that the media told us conclusively showed there was no spying on the Trump campaign? If we're quoting it, how did it show that the FBI was reading emails between Page and the campaign? Clearly, this must be a lie, right? No, the media (laughs) is lying to you, of course. She goes on. Don't let the, quote, few emails part mislead. The FISA surveillance didn't just accidentally sweep in a few random campaign communications. Rather, the, quote, few campaign communications the IG identified came from its limited review of the Woods file and select FBI communications. If the media weren't morons, I threw that in there, they'd notice that the IG report made this point clear in a footnote stating it did not review the entirety of the FISA intercepted communications, only those pertinent to the IG's review of FISA abuse. Can I translate that for you, folks? Please do. Please do. The media are morons. The media are idiots. The IG report absolutely conclusively, she's quoting it, says the FBI intercepted and read campaign emails with Carter Page in them. What we would call in common everyday non-media idiot language, spying on the campaign. She also says the IG report says Hey, they intercepted a few emails. Don't be confused, Joe, by they only read a few emails. That's not what the IG report says. Mm -hmm. It says they only read these few because they didn't even bother trying to read the rest of them. There's a rest of them? How can there be the rest of them, Joe? The the media has told us there was no spying. Therefore, no reading of campaign Mm -hmm. emails. How can it be? How can it be that the IG report says otherwise? Because the media is lying to you. Because there's scammer Democrat full-time activists working with these same loons in the interwoven anti-Trump conspiracy theories to make sure Trump leaves office and to make you believe what's real isn't real. Yep. She's quoting from the IG report about the FBI reading campaign emails. Did you not see that? You can read it on the screen on our YouTube account, youtube.com slash Bongino. Read it right there. So now we know conclusively, again, what I already told you, but worth repeating from screenshot number one from Margot Cleveland, there's now no question the campaign and its communications were spied on. None. Among serious people, not Stelter, Todd, Lamont, and the rest of the CNN and MSNBC, Roswell, Rach, and the others. I'm talking about the serious people. Takeaway number two. Clearly, this can't be true. The media told us there was no spying. So there definitely wasn't spying then in an effort to influence the Trump campaign, too. Whoa, whoa. 
That'd be a different level of malfeasance, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> if not only do we know they're spying, Joe, that some of the spies they sent to interact with the Trump campaign yeah. tried to influence the Trump campaign to do some bad stuff, too. Wait, that would sound like, Joe, a setup. Yeah. Can't be. Can't be. Wouldn't it sound like that? Right. I'm not crazy. No, no. That you're kind of sound like a setup. You're pretty much. Hey, right buddy, on yeah. maybe you should do this illegal thing. And by the way, speaking to the wire, I'm wearing to the F- for the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, it would sound like a setup to us because it is. It is. But if you're a media lunatic and you're an idiot, it doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like a conspiracy theory. Well, let's go to the Margot Cleveland piece. Part two. Did they try to influence the Trump campaign too? Quote, in an August 2016 conversation with Carter Page, that FBI spy, I added that in there, Stephen Halper secretly recorded. He was a spy though. Halper quizzed Carter Page on an October surprise. Halper then asked Page, Joe, get a load of this, quote, if the Trump campaign could access information that might have been obtained by the Russians from the DNC files. Whoa. He asked him that? How would he know about that? Considering Hmm. Page had none of this information. Oh, it gets better. (coughs) Excuse me. Thank you for all the emails about allergies. I appreciate it. Listen to yesterday's show. You'll figure that one out. But Halper's next line shows Halper was doing more than just seeking evidence of collusion, Joe. He was also trying to influence the Trump campaign. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm. Halper told Page what? Quote, that in past campaigns, we would have used that information in a heartbeat. So Halper, who is a, has a known intelligence background, who is being paid by taxpayers through the Pentagon's Office of Net Assessment. Did taxpayers fund the spying on of the Trump campaign? Gee, wouldn't that be nuts? We've only been covering that for months. Halper, who's got a long history of intelligence, is being paid by the taxpayer, is now prodding Carter Page of the Trump campaign that, hey, if you've got stuff on Russia, he didn't. You should really use it before October. Sounds to me like a setup. Can't be because the media told you it didn't happen. You realize we're dealing with full-time Pravda associates right now, right? Yeah. Pravda, the Russian propaganda, Soviet Union's newspaper. You understand that's what our media is, right? They're a joke. They're a farce. (laughs) They're an embarrassment. Those are direct quotes. Damn it. I read to you from the report. Direct quotes. An FBI spy is pushing the Trump campaign to do something illegal, and that's not a story? They're reading the campaign emails? That's not a story? Oh, it gets even better. Again, big hat tip to Margot Cleveland for pulling out these nuggets from this extensive report. Were they, quote, passively listening in on the Trump campaign to the FBI? Oh, of course not. The media told us that didn't happen. Well, whatever the media tells you, the opposite is true. So the answer is, of course, they were passively listening. Let's go to the Margot Cleveland piece for point number three. Here is a quote from the IG report. Again, a quote, media people. I know you don't know what quotes are because you're really stupid, but these are actual quotes from the IG report. After careful consideration, the Crossfire Hurricane team, that's the FBI team investigating Trump, has decided at this time, It is best to utilize your CHS, that's code for a spy, really, as a passive listening post regarding any observations they have of the campaign so far. 
What? Hmm. <laughs> what? This is a quote, man. It's a quote. So the FBI wants to establish a spy. Now, the, the email goes on. I'm not going to get it, but it goes on to say, like, well, you know, we got to be a little careful here, but they make no effort to backtrack that at all. Just to be clear, the FBI is using spies as passive listening posts inside the Trump campaign. Folks, seriously, in what universe do you have to live in where that is not spying on a campaign? Please, I'm serious. To liberals with your vibranium-coated skulls, immune to facts, data, and because you're police state tyrants, you don't care. In what universe is that not spying? So we've now established three things. They had spies spying on the team. They were reading their emails on the campaign, the FBI. They were actively trying to influence the campaign. All quotes, by the way. And that they were establishing a passive listening post inside the campaign with more spies. Now you see what they're hiding? Only the biggest political spying scandal in maybe world history. I'm not being hyperbolic. There have been spying scandals throughout human history. None with the extensive network and technology employed to try to destroy and wreck the Trump campaign and fabricate a fake crisis. Russian collusion. <sighs> Amazing. All right, I might even get to this other stuff. I'm sorry. Um, please don't miss tomorrow's show, folks. I wanted to play this devastating new GOP campaign ad. I'll get to that tomorrow. I will also get to tomorrow what's going on with witnesses, but this stuff was important today. Can I just quickly in a sentence sum up? State Department people were working with Hillary Clinton's political opposition research people, then emailing people on the National Security Council, Holmes, who's married to David Holmes, who's now a witness for Adam Schiff and the Ukraine collusion hoax. The ambassador in Ukraine is alleged to have said, do not prosecute a George Soros-funded group that is pushing to have people investigated who were targets of Fusion GPS, Fertash. Soros' group is now funding a Dan Jones, former Democratic staffer initiative, to keep the collusion hoax going, while Soros' group is also funding another group that is targeting associates of Rudy Giuliani to have them prosecuted to flip on Donald Trump. Da, da, da. Mm. All right, thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 400,000 subscribers. We really appreciate it. It's all free, of course, no charge at all. And we put a lot of work into the video program too. So thanks a lot. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.